This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for November and December of 2017. Harvest time is in full swing across the United States and Ontario. There have been delays, but as usual, farmers in 2017, like they have in many times before, are finding ways to get the crop in the bin. Yield monitors flickering on social media have been a harbinger of big yields in the United States. It's one of the biggest crops in American history gets closer to the finish line. How big that crop has become has been a great subject of debate over the last several months. On November 9th, the USDA chimed in with their latest crop production report. And in a surprise move, which shocked the market, the USDA raised 2017-18 corn production to 14.58 billion bushels. This was on a projected yield of 175.4 bushels per acre, which was up from its October estimate of 171.8 bushels per acre. This was outside any pre-report estimate on the high side, and the market responded accordingly by falling 7 cents on the day. If this yield comes to fruition, it will be the largest U.S. domestic corn yield in history. And U.S. domestic corn stocks are projected to increase to 2.49 billion bushels, a very onerous figure headed into the new year. Now, it was a different story for soybeans. The USDA projected soybean production for 2017 and 18 to be 4.425 billion bushels, which is actually down from their October estimate of 4.431 billion bushels. This was within range of pre-report estimates. It was based on a U.S. final yield of 49.5 bushels per acre, which was the same as the October estimate. And the U.S. soybean ending stocks were reduced to 425 million bushels, which was down from their October estimate of 430 million bushels. The 2017-2018 U.S. wheat ending stocks were pegged at 935 million bushels, which was down from their October estimate of 960 million bushels. On November 11th, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last Market Trends report. December corn 2017 futures were at 343 a bushel. The January 2018 soybean futures were at 987 a bushel. And the December 2017 Chicago wheat futures closed at $4.31 a bushel. The Minneapolis 2017 wheat futures closed at 647 a bushel, with the September 2018 contract closing at 646 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures as of November 11th closed at $56.75 cents a barrel, up from the nearby futures of last month to $51.45 a barrel. The average price for ethanol on November 11th in the U.S. was $1.62 a U.S. gallon, down from last month at $1.65 a U.S. gallon. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on November 11th was 0.7885 U.S., down from the point. 8008 U.S. reported here last month, and the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1%. In Ontario, both soybeans and corn are being harvested in a, in a fall, which has seen some uneven weather. For instance, a significant percentage of Ontario's soybeans are still in the field as of November 11th, as warm, soggy days have been at a premium and soggy ground conditions are only adding to the difficulty. At the same time, corn is being harvested across the province with some very high yields being reported in the deep southwest as well as many other parts of the province. It would seem that the Statistics Canada estimate of 169.5 bushels per acre might come to fruition. This is true. It will be the largest... Ontario corn yield ever reported or close to it. However, with difficult harvest weather and snow as we head into December, it is likely that in some areas much of the corn crop will not be harvested until 2018. Canadian dollar has given back a couple cents since last month, which has been helpful for the Ontario soybean basis. And the Ontario corn basis is held together during harvest so far, with the higher basis in eastern Ontario still very evident. This is likely to be maintained throughout the year, giving these producers some advantage over producers west 
of Toronto. It is very likely based on the volume of corn coming off in Ontario there will be enough corn to satisfy domestic demand for the rest of the year. However, harvest is not over yet. There is much more that could happen. Ontario farmers will need to continue to watch the Canadian dollar and anticipate how that might affect the soybean wheat basis. It is unlikely to affect the corn basis for the next few months. The major factor affecting the Canadian dollar is the value of the U.S. dollar, which has been going up since September 8th. Generally speaking, the Canadian dollar's value is inverse to the value of the U.S. dollar. President Trump, NAFTA, the U.S. Federal Reserve News, and the Bank of Canada monetary policy moves all have an effect on this foreign exchange puzzle. Flat cash pricing in Ontario is gaining favor because of this. And you can access all the Ontario grain prices by visiting the marketing section at our website. Now, the bottom line is, over the last two decades of writing market commentary, I've seen the USDA provide many of a surprise when it comes to estimated actual yields. The November 9th USDA report counts as one of those reports that truly shocked the market. All summer we had heard about crop condition reports coming from the USDA's own NAS crop condition numbers, which were worse than 2016. However, there was room in the expectation window for higher yields, but it was a surprise to almost everybody that the USDA pushed corn yield to 175 0.4 bushels per acre from 172.3 last month. Now, one explanation was ear weights, which were higher than projected. Now, how does this happen? Well, answering that question would probably take a PhD thesis, but clearly science, improved genetics, and management are weighing into the corn yield equation. The USDA weighed in with their number in an already bearish market environment where deferred corn future spreads were giving us all the clues. We might not be in the 300 bushel per acre world yet, but it would seem that we're getting closer every year. The market is surely adjusting to this new market reality, and the next few weeks in the futures market should tell us more about the strength of the demand and whether these current low prices will be maintained. The January USDA final report is also in the distance, and in this bearish market environment, it might not be too off-board by surmising U.S. corn yield might go up again. Soybeans held court after the November USDA report was announced, even though traders were expecting a reduction in yield. Needless to say, 4.425 billion bushels is a record U.S. soybean crop. In many ways, if you think hard about that, maintaining a soybean futures price at 9.87 or $10 with that supply is hard to imagine. That is how strong demand is. Big supplies of soybeans are never guaranteed, even though on a global basis it continues to keep up with demand. Now, for corn, the corn market is recoiling from the USDA's big market surprise of 175.4 bushels per acre. However, as of November 11th, corn is still about 11 cents above last year's lows, which happened in August. Therefore, we're not, we're not that far away from those lows, but from a calendar perspective, it is completely different. If the U.S. dollar cools a bit, it may help to keep from going down further. At these prices, corn is a favored feed source over wheat and is likely to continue if prices do not move. One could argue that the corn futures range from approximately $3.40 to $4.30, and producers have to find their way through that, especially in a market environment where we have U.S. corn ending stocks of approximately 2.5 billion bushels. The December 2017-March 2018 corn futures spread as of November 11th is currently minus 13 and a quarter cents, which is considered bearish. Seasonally, the corn futures market's five-year price range shows that it trends up into the first week of December, and the December contract is currently priced in the lower 7% of the corn futures market's past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, everybody 
it would seem, is thinking that soybeans might hold the key to higher prices in the grain complex. There is certainly good demand for soybeans, which is continually growing and always depends on an ever-expanding supply from both the United States and South America. A record production in the United States this year will again satisfy that requirement. Clearly, with soybeans still to be harvested and South American soybeans in all stages of development from planting, there is much risk within the market. However, numbers do not lie, and there are lots of beans at the moment. Any hiccup in the South American weather forecast in the next two months will cause some excitement in the soybean futures market. The January 2018, March 2018 soybean future spread is minus 11 cents as of November 11th. This is considered bearish. Seasonally, the soybean futures market over the last five years shows its nearby futures tend to trend up through the first week of December, and the January soybean futures contract is currently priced at the lower 42% of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, there's lots of wheat in the world, and that means that the Chicago wheat futures remains in a low range where they finished on November 9th at $4.31. Now, 91% of the U.S. winter wheat has been planted in the latest USDA crop progress report, and this acreage will likely be at risk considering that soybeans, again, look like a better bet versus other grains. These futures prices are likely to remain in a roughly sideways pattern throughout the winter. Winter wheat acreage in Ontario had a staggered planting progress throughout the month of October. Much of the wheat planted in the October 18th to 21st range went into the ground in good shape but got heavy rain after that. It is difficult to know exactly how many acres were planted, but it is likely to be the same or more than 2017. Of course, another Canadian winter is in the offing and will have much to say with regard to 2018 wheat acreage. In this bearish market environment, there is hope, even though that is not a marketing plan. It comes again from China, which announced recently a new government policy to implement a 10% ethanol blend nationwide by 2020. Now, at the present time, ethanol-added gasoline is only available in approximately 11 provinces and represents only 20% of gasoline consumed in China. According to DTN, at the present time, there are 205 million cars in China, which consume 3.8 billion gallons of gasoline. A 10% ethanol blend would ultimately result in corn demand of 1.4 billion bushels. Now keep in mind that not all ethanol in China is produced from corn, and that the total ethanol demand figure might be less. However, this is not a reality yet, only a policy goal. It represents future demand that is not there yet, but it's on the way. It represents hope for the future of commodity demand. Now with China's burgeoning population and increasing economic growth, there is a great need. However, getting there is never smooth. Putting the infrastructure together in China to satisfy this ethanol goal will take time, patience, and probably a little bit of luck from a North American farmer's perspective. Of course, our world is in a bit of an uneven state at the moment with the Americans aggressively redefining trade agreements such as NAFTA and the TPP. Believing that American grain can seemingly trade into these markets without trade agreements seems fanciful, but it is what it is. Mexico has significantly reduced their corn buying from the United States in July and August of this past year. And in Ontario, the Canadian dollar continues to cushion the effects of low futures prices, with cash prices of approximately $4.17 for corn and $11.75 for soybeans. With the Canadian dollar inversely related to the value of the U.S. dollar, much focus will be on the new future U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, who President Trump has named as his replacement of Chairwoman Janet Yellen. 
Flat pricing of cash grain in a volatile foreign exchange market could continue to find acceptance with Ontario farmers. Balancing foreign exchange with futures continues to be a challenge. Now, as harvest continues, daily market intelligence will remain key. The last bushel may not be harvested in Ontario until 2018, as snowy weather has moved into some parts of the province. The focus is shifting away from the big crop in North America to South American weather, which so far has been benign. The challenge remains for Ontario farmers to work their marketing plans and immerse themselves in all of these different marketing factors. This has been the November and December 2017 Market Trends Report. I'm Philip Shaw.